Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the Bible series on the Book of Romans with this message entitled, The Coming Glorious Earth Day. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 19. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. We want to consider Romans eight nineteen through 22. The coming glorious earth day. The theology of hope of creation. So we learned last time from Romans 8 and verse 18 that the present sufferings cannot in any way be compared to the magnitude of the future glory of God's children. We also learn from Romans 8, 19 through 22 that the whole creation is going to share in this glory. One sin of one man, Adam, brought death and destruction not only to the whole human race but also to his environment. So Paul speaks of the creation four times in these four verses. Here creation means, friends, animate and inanimate subhuman creation not including holy or unholy angels or believers or unbelievers in Jesus Christ. Hectesis, the creation, has particular reference especially to this earth as we read in Genesis 1, verse 1 and 2. Creation here has reference to our environment. Friends, God has a wonderful plan for us and for our environment. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Or, You look at Romans 8, verse 28 through 30, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Friends, God has a wonderful plan for us. But the truth is, he has also a wonderful plan of redemption for our environment, as this text tells us. 
Professor John Frame, he tells this, remember the consummation of human existence does not take us above and beyond the physical. Rather, as with Jesus' resurrection body, our existence in the new heavens and the earth will be physical. There will be eating and drinking and travel through a city with the streets. God has a plan for us and for our environment. Of course, you should do everything to save trees and whales and the planet. But the truth is that the sinful man cannot save his environment. Creation's hope of glory is not in man. In essence, creation believes in Jesus Christ to transform it. Ultimately, not man, not environmentalists who save the planet. Jesus Christ will save his planet. There is a great, grand, and glorious Earth Day celebration coming when creation and this earth will enjoy maximum salvation and glory together with the children of God. The destiny of creation, friends, is linked with the glorious destiny of the children of God. The destiny of everyone who refuses to bow down to Jesus Christ is eternal suffering. If you do not bow your knees to Christ and confess him, Lord, you have no hope of glory. The creation hopes in Jesus Christ for its own liberation from futility. So we consider the four verses, 19, 20, 21, and 22. Let's go to verse 19, my own translation. So we read in 8, 19 that the creation is on tiptoe. Creation craning its head in eager waiting of the glorious revelation of the sons of God. And we are the sons of God. We found that out from 8.14 through 18. As sons we are being led by the Holy Spirit. We are sons by divine adoption. We are children of God. We are heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ. And we suffer with Christ now in order that we may be glorified together with him. It appears in some sense the creation is aware of the glorification of God's children. As the father of the prodigal son was eagerly looking out 
for his son to come home. The creation is expecting our imminent glorification. The sin of Adam, friends, affected all of creation, including the non-rational subhuman creation. Creation is not longing for self-liberation or liberation by man. Creation is longing for God to glorify it as he glorifies his children. Friends, do you understand how horrible, how ghastly, how hideous, how repulsing, how destructive the original sin of Adam has been? Man's one sin, the effects of which extends all humans and all the universe. I have some counsel for you. Avoid sin by all means. Flee from all kinds of sin. All pleasures of sin is for a moment. Then comes pain and misery and destruction. So in Romans 8, 19 through 22, creation is personified. It is longing, it is hoping, it is expecting a glorious future for us and itself from Jesus. And this personification of creation is an Old Testament phenomenon. So we read Jeremiah 12, verse 4. How long will the land lie parched and the grass in every field be withered? Because those who live in it are wicked. You see how creation suffers because of man's sin. The animals and birds have perished. Jeremiah 4.28 Therefore the earth will mourn and the heavens above grow dark. Isaiah 55.12 You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands Isaiah 65 12 and 13 the grasslands of the desert overflow the hills are clothed with gladness the meadows are covered with flocks and the valleys are mantled with grain they shout for joy and sing. So Paul personifies inanimate and animate non-rational creation as hoping for its own redemption in this text in Romans. Creation and Christians anticipate the coming glory. Creation is not hoping in man or in his evolutionary hypothesis. Creation hopes for its deliverance by Jesus Christ. So creation is eagerly looking for the now despised Christians to be revealed in glory. That it too be glorified. Friends, matter never was evil. 
God created it and called it very good. Therefore, the new paradise also will consist of matter also. Friends, there is going to be a regeneration of not only God's elect, but also the entire universe. In Romans 8 and verse 20, my own translation, for to futility creation was subjected, not by its fault, but by reason of him who subjected it in hope. Man sinned, and he was punished. He must labor to eat, mothers deliver children in pain, man must die. But man was also punished by God's subjecting creation to futility. Futility. Look at Ephesians 4, 17. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. If you are an unbeliever, you are incapable of thinking right. Unbelievers in Jesus Christ can never think correctly. That is to think God's thoughts. God subjected creation to futility to punish man. For this reason, creation cannot achieve its own God-intended destiny. Romans 8, 19 through 22 is St. Paul's commentary on Genesis 3, 17 through 19, according to Professor John Murray. To Adam he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground since from it you were taken for dust you are, and to dust you will return. And Paul is commenting in this text about this subjection of God, of creation, to frustration, to futility. God cursed the ground to punish Adam and to punish us. This subjection to futility was not God's original plan for creation. Because of man's sin, it was cursed to emptiness, purposelessness, meaninglessness, and disappointments. What is frustration? It is climbing a greased pole. You can never achieve. All attempts fail. Yet God in his common grace enables the earth to produce food for man if he works hard. 
God's sun shines on it and his rain falls on it. Notice certain facts from this verse, Romans 8 verse 20. God subjected creation to futility, not Satan or man. Number two, God subjected all subhuman creation to futility. Number three, God subjected it in hope of a glorious future. Number four, so this subjection is temporary, lasting between the fall and the second coming of Christ. Number five, it will be glorified when Christ returns in manifest glory. Number six, when children of God at this time will also be revealed in glory. Number seven, this subjection was not due to its own sin, but to punish man who sinned. So when man is glorified, God will glorify man's environment also. So because of this curse, there are thorns, thistles, pests, plagues, infertility, famine, dust bowl, global warming, global cooling. There is decay, there is entropy. The universe is dying, it is running down. It is going from order to disorder. There are earthquakes and volcanoes and tsunamis. Change and decay in all around we see. But God subjected creation in hope. The entire creation possesses an eschatological destiny of glory. Paradise will be restored. To know this truth, you must read carefully the divine record as found in Genesis 1 through 11. And the third verse, verse 21 that the creation itself will be liberated from the slavery of decay that is slavery consisting in corruption. It will be delivered into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. This is the hope. A hope that will not make us ashamed. Liberation from slavery to corruption, liberation into the coming freedom of the glory of God's children. There is a theology of hope for us and there is a theology of hope for creation. These two are linked. Man sinned and God judged man to death. God punished man by subjecting his environment to futility, to slavery, to decay. Sin of man must be atoned for. But who can do that? 
So God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. Friends, Christ died for our sins and was raised for our justification. God in Christ solved our sin problem once and forever. So man is liberated from the penalty of sin. So his environment will also be set free from its subjection to futility, slavery and decay. The ill effects of man's sin extended to all creation. Therefore the good effects of his God-given gracious salvation also must reach his environment. The whole of creation. Especially this planet earth. There is coming a day, an earth day, when there shall be no more volcanic eruption, acid rain, and ecological imbalance due to human greed. There shall be beauty and harmony beyond all human imagination. Take a look at in the mirror and then understand God is going to make you beautiful and handsome before beyond all human imagination plan for creation yes Isaiah saw it Isaiah 11 6 through 9 the wolf will live with the lamb the leopard will lie down with the goat the calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them the cow will feed with the bear their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like the ox the infant will play near the hole of the cobra and the young child put his hand into the viper's nest They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as waters cover the sea. Isaiah 35. The desert and parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord. The splendor of our God. Isaiah says again. Behold I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create, for I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and crying will be heard no more. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not live out his years. He who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere youth. He who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. 
They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them. Or plant and others eat for us the days of a tree. So will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the works of their hands. They will not toil in vain or bear children doomed to misfortune, for they will be a people blessed by the Lord. They and their descendants with them before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear the wolf and the lamb will feed together. And the lion will eat straw like the ox. But the dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mount. No more killing, cruelty, hatred, war. Jesus himself said, Listen to this. Matthew 19 verse 28. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. At the renewal of all things. Things are not in order. Things are dying. But there is going to be a renewal of all things. Man and his environment. Acts 1 verse 6, so when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Acts 3.21, he must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. God has a wonderful plan for us and for the environment. St. Peter says, 2 Peter 3.13, but in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. Revelation 21.1, and then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Friends, the creation is going to share in the glorious destiny of man. A 12-year-old Welsh Christian girl, 12-year-old, had this verse, 821 of Romans, in mind when he wrote the following in 1860s on the day her father died. Today, Dada has left us. He has gone into the glorious liberty of the children of God. She lived at a time, friends, when people thought biblically. But the truth is, her dad is still waiting for the fullness of his glory. He will be soon glorified together with us. All God's people and creation will enter into the freedom of the glory destined for the sons of God. Christ's glory will be shared by us and our environment, this planet Earth. Jesus Christ is our atonement. Jesus Christ is our glory. And he shares his glory with us and with 
this planet. This is the blessed hope of the children and creation. So Paul says in Titus, while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. St. Peter says, as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. We are looking forward, not to the next election. We are looking forward the coming of Christ. Looking forward our glorification. Looking forward the renewal of our environment. We are already delivered partially, friends. Romans 6.18, you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. But we shall be fully delivered from all effects of sin. When God gives us a glorious body, which he promised in Romans 8 verse 11, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Then the new glorious people of God will dwell with God in a new glorious earth with plants and flowers and birds and animals and so on in all its explosive beauty. There shall be no more death, no more tears and no more bad news. Only good news. Friends, our destiny is not misery or frustration. Glory and beauty beyond imagination is our destiny. Same is true for planet Earth. Glory, liberation, beauty, life. Then the glory of God shall fill the earth as waters cover the sea. Then God's original plan for us and the planet will come to pass. Oh, that will be glory for me. Glory for me. Glory for me. When by his grace I shall look his face. That will be glory be glory for and the fourth verse verse 22 for we know that is we know for certain by faith in the gospel that the whole creation is groaning and travailing together until now yes this began at the fall because of one sin of one man one time when God subjected creation to futility to slavery to corruption creation is groaning this groaning and travailing continues until now and it will go on until the end of this age when earth shall come when Christ shall come to inaugurate the new glorious age of life, liberation, and sheer happiness. 
But because God subjected creation in hope, the groaning is also in hope. As Calvin said, the travail of creation is not death pangs, but birth pangs. Destruction of creation is not God's ultimate plan. Renewal and restoration await for creation. The creation shall by God's power give birth to a new creation. New heavens and new earth where dwells righteousness. So I say again, man sinned. The creation was cursed. Man lost his rule of creation, but all will change. Sons shall share in the Son's glory. And creation shall share in Son's glory. God shall dwell with man. The redeemed men, once again under God, will rule the earth which he lost. Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Not the arrogant, not the wicked, not the brights, not the kings of the earth. We shall inherit the earth. Rulership and authority shall be restored to us. So the writer to the Hebrews tells us, Hebrews 2, 5 through 11, it is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come about which we are speaking. But there is a place where someone has testified what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him. You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. In putting everything under him, God left nothing that is not subject to him. Yet, at present, we do not see everything subject to him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor. And in Jesus Christ, our authority will be restored to us. Once again, we will rule the planet. In Jesus Christ, God is bringing us to glory and the creation to glory. We sing to the glory of God and so also the earth and all that is in it. Soli Deo Gloria. So friends, if you have not bowed down to Jesus Christ, You have no hope, no prospect of glory. God commands all people everywhere to repent. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. In the meantime, we are not exempt from sufferings, groaning, travail. But thank God, Holy Spirit, the Comforter is given to us. He helps us in all our sufferings and he causes us to rejoice always, even in tribulations. So, in this present evil age, 
don't expect perfection in this life. We must aim for perfection. Number two, don't expect your computer or iPhone work perfectly. Don't expect to have a perfect marriage. Be happy with less than perfect. You ask why not? Because we are still sinners. Number four, don't expect to hear a perfect sermon or find a perfect pastor. Don't trust humans to improve your conditions or the planets. Scientists, philosophers, politicians, artists, televangelists, environmentalists, prime ministers or presidents or science and technology. Don't expect not to die. Number eight, don't expect, as I already said, exemption from sufferings because we are believers. Rather expect more. But don't worry, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him. Friends, God has a wonderful plan for you, for me, and for the environment. What future, what hope. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help your children to rejoice and hope in this future certain coming glory of God. Those who have not yet believed in your Son Jesus Christ, have mercy upon them, that they may repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that they may join with us in this glorious hope of the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of this message entitled, The Coming Glorious Earth Day. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.